Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I feel like there are some things we can be absolutely certain of in today's media world. We can be certain that we're going to talk about the NFL. This time of year, that's what everybody's going to be talking about. We can be certain we're going to talk about quarterbacks because, frankly, most of you care more about quarterbacks than anybody that blocks for them. We can be certain that we'll scratch the surface on certain teams every single week. So what do you do when in the middle of that you have one of the biggest quarterbacks in the NFL playing for one of the biggest brands in the NFL that's constantly sitting there stirring the pot? That's what's happening every single time Aaron Rodgers speaks. And we eat it up. We eat it up, and the more he speaks, the more he plays the victim. The question is, should he? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. I'm Jason Fitz in for Mike Greenberg today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Goodyear hotline, and you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one Fans deserve triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We're gonna have some fun with you guys on the phones today. We're gonna have some fun involving everybody's favorite teams. We're gonna have some fun involving what to look for, and we're gonna have some deep thoughts about meritocracy and how it plays into the NFL. But we start today where we ended yesterday. Because if there's anything you know, it's that you're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. That happened again yesterday on the Pat McAfee show on YouTube, as he said this. It's absolute horse to give a platform to people who have no idea what they're talking about as far as my mental state and, you know, my focus, my work habits, people that have not been around me, they're not in my life, I don't have communication with them, or not in the locker room. It's so ridiculous that, that people give get a platform to do this, and it's the same type of people. On the flip side of that, I think in this day and age of media, the the things that get the most it's all about clicks right and hits and views and uh, one second counts as a view so the the actually opinions that are garnering the most attention are the most outlandish so so it's not even overreaction monday or tuesday anymore it's overreaction every time a microphone's in your face every time you have a single shot in the camera and you get to talk to cameras i don't think i need to defend myself and people who aren't worth spending time on but i'm always going to give a reminder that listen to the source okay uh, first and foremost, I, I hear you, Aaron Rodgers, and let me say loudly, I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers coming out and making definitive statements. I, I'm not pro or anti Aaron Rodgers, and I think last uh, yesterday a lot of people wanted to turn it into one or the other. I, I really don't care. If Aaron Rodgers wants to talk his talk on the Pat McAfee show, cool, go for it. Like It's great. It's fun for me to listen to. I look forward to it. But let's also acknowledge what he just did. I mean, in his own uh, little speech there, in his own monologue, he starts by saying, you can't judge me if you don't know me. And then he spends the entire back half of that statement judging everybody without giving any specificity to who he's talking about, about their way they're judging him without knowing anybody. He also gives you factual inaccuracies. One second counts as a view. That's a really old school uh, blogger mindset. As somebody that works in digital all the time and somebody where my metrics are tracked in digital. Not true. Nielsen tracks those things. There's a system very comparable that takes a view versus a quality view. All of that stuff is metered. And the fact is he knows that. So he's throwing very generic daggers at people for throwing very generic daggers at him. I don't understand it. I don't understand where the beef came from. 
Again, as I said yesterday, frankly, realistically, he speaks. And every time he speaks, we react. Anytime his ex-teammates speak, he reacts. Some of those teammates may not like him. He may not like some of those teammates. But it doesn't change the fact that we react. This is what we do. It's what you guys do. I mean, let's be real. Anytime I say something about Aaron Rodgers, y'all get fired up. You can tweet me, at Jason Fitz. They're not always nice. You can call in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You're not always nice. You don't know me. Is that okay? I mean, if I have a take on a college football game that somebody doesn't like, if I pick somebody to win and it doesn't happen, the the immediate response is, you're a moron that's never watched the game. Well, they don't know that, but that's what happens. I may or may not be a moron, but I certainly watch a lot of tape. I mean, that's what happens when you watch anybody in a public platform. Like, let me be just a real question. Y'all know my music background. I toured for years in country music. Do you really know Miley Cyrus or have you decided who Miley Cyrus is? Do you really, did anybody really know Britney when everybody was quick to say something about Britney and then we all find out about Britney and everybody walks it back and they're like, oh, this is terrible. But are you doing it any different when you're talking about any big celebrity? I mean, you sit there and you watch all of your favorite reality TV shows. Do you really know any of the housewives, but you've decided you do? Because when you have platform and you use that platform, when you have a microphone and you use that microphone, when you speak, that's what happens. It's an inevitability. And this is the worst part about it. I'm not a political guy. I'm not a news guy. I don't watch. I don't, I don't talk a lot about news here at all. And I'm not going to talk about news or politics. I can tell you this. No matter which station you watch, because we know you're all very divided. No matter which station you watch, what do you hear all the time? They, they, they. Without any specificity to who they is. Oh, they are saying this. Okay, who's they? That's a question that never gets answered. And to that point, Dominique Foxworth was on the Get Up this morning and said this. When I first heard it, I was thinking, like, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't waste his time doing this. But it reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, if you want people to shut up, tell them to shut up. Like, you deserve (laughs) that. You're the MVP, two-time MVP, Super Bowl champ, possibly the best quarterback in the league. If you want to come for Jermichael Finley, by all means. If you want to come for me, by all means. (laughs) Talk your talk. When you play like that, you are more than welcome to talk your talk. The only problem is I didn't hear anybody saying anything negative about Aaron Rodgers last week. Like, after they had that bad game, most of us was like, eh, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out and ball out next week. I mean, the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless is this. What Dominique just said at the end is absolutely true. If you listen to Spain and Fitz, which you should, 7 or 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, I hang out with Sarah Spain every night. And one thing we laugh about is that we're not great hot take artists because – In my mind, there's not a lot that comes from a hot take. The very job that you have when you're in sports talk is it's your job to write a book report after every chapter. You don't get the benefit of reading the entirety of the book. So after one chapter, you have to decide if it's a good book or a bad book. After two chapters, you have to decide if it's a good book or a bad book. If you don't like my takes along the way, you're going to come at me and you're going to tell me everything that you think that I'm ignorant about, right? That's just the way this whole process works. It's an unfortunate part of the process. Like, I'd love to be able to come on radio every day and say, you know what? It's possible that this team might be good. But that doesn't resonate. Y'all want definitive statements, right? That's why we love watching Stephen A. Like, Stephen A is going to give you a loud, definitive statement every single time. And he'll take the blowback that comes with it. 
I mean, that ultimately is what happens. But I didn't hear anybody sitting there saying Aaron Rodgers was washed. Like, Steelers fans, in a week, if Ben Roethlisberger is playing lights out, you've got every right to come in and say, look at all these idiots, myself included, that said the Steelers' offense wasn't going to be good enough and that Ben, ben Roethlisberger can't win a Super Bowl anymore. Like, cool. If that turns out to not be true, come at me all day long. But realistically, you guys even did it yesterday. Spent all day. I spent all day responding to tweets about Aaron Rodgers that weren't even things I said. Man, that's the world that we're now in, and it's all being spun up. Not by me, not by you, but by Aaron. Because one thing I know, two things I know. Number one, he listens to everything. Number two, he stirs up everything. That's some straight talk. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Good on him. He gets everybody going into this. Coming up, why the Patriots should have every, why the Patriots gave us a path every team should have followed, but no one did. I'll tell you the, the hot take that you need today. It's coming up on Greeny. Jason Fitz filling in. Greeny, the podcast. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. I'm Jason Fitz, sitting in for Mike Greenberg, represented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll get to one of those guests in just a few minutes. We're going to do something fun today. It's Wednesday. I'd like to move forward on Wednesday. We've all spent a couple of days either celebrating a win or lamenting a loss for our favorite team, be it uh, in any sport. So we're going to do a little bit of a Wednesday look-ahead moment where you get to plead your case. Tell me why your team's going to take some drastic step forward uh, and have the weekend of your dreams. Like that's a, It's a very simple concept. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you guys can get in on it. Tell me on why your team's going to have like the weekend of all weekends. Like Y'all know I'm a radio. Raiders fan, the Raiders are 2-0. and You could say, well, things are already going so well. Ah, ah. Playing Miami at home, all of a sudden Miami may or may not have Tua. This Raiders defense continues to absolutely crush against an offensive line that has struggled. And by the way, the Raiders at this point have blitzed less than any team in the NFL. Still getting that pressure, right? I can make an argument for why the Raiders get after the Dolphins, blow them out, suddenly 3-0, and and all of a sudden next week it's are the Raiders contenders to be the best team in the AFC. Like, that's that's how that works. Nuno, you, you, just give me give me some hope from one of, just any one of your teams. So, it, for me, it would be... Yankees, Red Sox oh. this weekend. Garrett Cole on Friday leads the Yankees to the victory. They sweep the Red Sox, go into that final week, make the playoffs. Look at that. I like that. That's an easy one, especially with the Red Sox and the Jays and, and the Yankees all being sort of clumped together. That's a go. Bubba, you want to get in on this fun? Like, you got to plead your case for why your team is going to take it. And you can pick any team, but, you know, if you, however you want to go on this. Well, I. I would try and say for the Mets, but I think we're okay. we're, we're officially gone. Okay. But we're focusing on Monday night now, so it's not the weekend, but Monday night, Cowboys, home game, Philly, we're taking control of the NFC East. It's pretty much a lock. So Philly's out, we're in, NFC East champs. Look at that. that. That's how it's Bubba just locking it in. That's how it's done. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how we'll have some fun, let you guys come in and plead your case on why your team is going to have the weekend of all weekends, and you will be celebrating this time next week uh, with uh, absolute chaos. In the meantime, let's get over to the Goodyear hotline. ESPN NFL analyst Tim Hasselbeck joins us there. Uh, Goodyear. 
Goodyear. We're with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Uh, my, my reading, not more driven here. Tim, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to learn how to read before we hang out again next time. So uh, we're a couple of weeks into the season, and you know me. Like I'm not trying to make any big sweeping hot takes, but I, I have to look from your perspective at the quarterback position. Is there a quarterback that you've been really surprised by, positive or negative, so far early in this season? Oh, I'm surprised. Um, well, I don't know if I'm surprised so far. Here's what I would say. Like, I, I was really high on Kyler Murray. And then in the preseason, I got a little bit nervous. I'm like, man, like, I'm not sure. But he's played the way I, I kind of expected him to play. And then I guess I'll just throw out Derek Carr from the standpoint of, like, I've known Derek Carr is a good player. I don't know that I got the sense that the Raiders have always been sold on him. There just always seemed to be, you know, other people mentioned when you're talking about the Raiders. And so I think if he can continue to play like he's, you know, played through two weeks, that would count as a surprise for me. Give me, and by the way, guys, I have not buttered up our guest to give me pro Raiders takes. It's just the way it's happening so far this year. Give me your sense <laughs> from a quarterback standpoint, because there's a lot of chatter around Carson Wentz and what the Colts should do if it looks like injuries are going to be uh, even more a part of the season. And I keep hearing this huge debate about whether or not they should go out and aggressively try and acquire Nick Foles. And this comment is like, well, you can't do that because of their past. But I've also never heard any negatives from Carson Wentz about his past relationship with Nick Foles. So you've been a quarterback in the NFL. Like, what's that like when people are talking about bringing somebody else in as an insurance plan that's already had some success? Oh, I think it's really, really concerning. Here's what I would say. I think that, you know, foot injury and other things have been called ankle injuries. If you're the Colts, I do think you've got to be concerned about it. I think the bigger issue beyond relationships, um, you know, with Nick Foles ends up being Foles' contract. You know, so Foles is due to make a lot of money. I don't know that it makes sense for the Colts to kind of go that direction. But in terms of it working out as far as the relationship, yeah, I think guys have to get along. Otherwise, um, it's it creates a toxic environment. I'll give you a quick example. Um, Don McNabb gets hurt. Coy Detmer is going to be the starter. And Andy Reid, um, because of swirling rumors about the Eagles maybe luring Troy Aikman out of retirement, has to go to Coy Detmer and be like, listen, we're not interested in doing that. You're our guy. We believe in you. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you're here for a reason kind of thing. That stuff goes a long way for players. It really does. And so, you know, I think for Wentz to play well, and that is the long-term answer for them, at least right now it is, uh, at quarterback, I think you have to say, look, Jacob Eason's our guy until, you know, until Carson's ready to go and we think he's going to get healthy. I think that's probably how the Colts have to handle the situation. Tim Hasselbeck joining us on Greeny. Jason Fitz sitting in for Mike Greenberg. Uh, how much fault should we give the Colts for not being more aggressive about a backup quarterback coming into the season knowing Carson wants his pass? Well, I think that they probably felt like they did address it. You know, Eason's a draft pick that, if you go way back, you know, at certain points, whether at Georgia or at Washington, people thought like, hey, maybe he could be a first-round draft pick. I mean, he was a guy that definitely had some promise. Um, you know, and then, you know, with Ellinger, I think they kind of feel like they found a guy that was a good competitive, you know, player. And not every team can 
you know, go knock the the backup quarterback, uh, you know, spot on their team out of the park with, you know, just like the perfect guy. Like there are other playoff teams and you look at their backup quarterback situation and you're like, "Uh, I don't love it. I mean, I didn't hear anyone criticizing Tampa a year ago because Blaine Gabbert was their backup, you know, or, uh, you know, the Titans because, Logan Woodside was their backup. Like, I just, I, I think that there's an element of like, not every team can be in a situation where everyone's going to love their backup quarterback. Tim Hasselbeck joining us. You just brought up the Titans. I, I'm curious your thoughts from, you know, an analyst standpoint. When you've got a team like the Titans that just got thrashed week one and then the mm-hmm. first half of week two, it looked brutal. And then all of a sudden, there's a Derrick Henry awakening. Like, how am I supposed to analyze that to the point of whether or not the Titans are any good? Yeah. Well, here's what I would say. Week one is hard because even though like you might have the same coordinator, you know, that you're about to face, like people do different things week one. You don't know exactly what you're going to get, especially if guys haven't played a ton in the preseason. And then you have the aspect of, um, look, everyone's training camps kind of were a little different. Take the Titans training camp, for example. Ben Jones is out with a concussion, and then he had COVID, and then uh, Tannehill was on the COVID list. And, you know, see, like they had key components to what they were doing, miss a lot of time, and then it's like, hey, go out and play a game, and we want you to look like, you know, the the playoff team that, you you know, was ready to make some real noise. And I just, I think it's hard to expect that to happen. And so, Look, I mean, there's a reason there are segments, you know, at ESPN called Overreaction Monday. Like, we do it, especially after the first week of the season. But I guess I would just say that, um, like, it's always too small of a sample size. No matter how good the team is uh, just off of one week, especially when you're talking about the first week of the season and all of the different factors that we face now, as you head through a training camp with COVID and some teams playing guys and not in the preseason and things of that nature. With that sample size in mind, look at Jameis Winston, right? Like we decided your overreaction is so right. Like the Monday after week one, it was, Oh my God, Sean Payton is, is fixed Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And you know, some shows were saying that they would have been better last year with him as the court. I mean, it was maddening. And then week two, he comes <laughs> back down to earth, right? So where are you at this point with two weeks of proof of concept on Jameis Winston with the saints? I, I kind of feel like, hey, this is what we're going to see. Like, we're going to see, like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not great. And, like, so you met, referenced them. That, like, 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 think about this. Okay, uh, the Saints. Uh, the Packers rode the, rode the roller coaster. Titans rode the roller coaster. Um, the, the, the Steelers, you know, it's like, like they beat the bills right like they they looked great and then all of a sudden it was like oh man like uh, ben's too old like i i think that um most teams you know unless you are a team that like you're just the best like i like i don't expect kansas city to ride the roller coaster i really don't expect buffalo to ride it i don't expect tampa to ride it um was a little surprised to see green bay ride it like so so I'm, I don't expect the Rams to ride. But I think kind of outside of that handful of teams, so get into the group, whether it's, you know, the Panthers or whether it's the, um, you know, the, the Cowboys or the Saints, to use your example, 
Like, I think that's what we're, you're going to get, you know, the Vikings. The, like, you're going to get, like, oh, hey, they look great this week, and then next week, like, man, what happened? Were they prepared to play? I just think that's the nature of the NFL, and we probably, you know, be, I think we're just so excited to have football back that we just want to respond to everything like, no, oh, you know what? Like, Aaron Rodgers, he decided to not care about football this offseason. Like, they stink, and I just I don't think that's accurate. You know, it, that makes me think about talking to guys about baseball, Tim, because every year during baseball season, I find myself asking our baseball analysts, when can I make a actual judgment on where teams are? And I'll ask you the same question then from an NFL standpoint. If you're a fan watching and you're saying, I want to figure out long term for the course of the entire season, who's actually going to be good and who isn't, how long into the season does it take you to really get a sense for that? Think about this. I think you got to be in December. Now, obviously, some teams mathematically eliminate themselves and things like that. But so here we are, okay? So we're, we're, we've played two weeks. There is, it's now a 17-game season, so which means there's 16 weeks left because we haven't hit the bye weeks. So we are talking about four months of football before the playoffs. Four months. So, like, you don't need to be playing awesome football right now. Like the Buccaneers were not playing their best football last year, the second week of the season. So, you know, you need to be playing great. Like, honestly, like three months from now, three and a half months from now, four months from now and beyond. It is such a marathon. And, you know, I just, I think, you know, the, you can play great beginning beginning of the season, and then you get injured. I'll give you a good example. If the Steelers, here they are at week three, and I, I've been one that's been hesitant to kind of put the nail in that coffin of, hey, this window is closed with, with Ben as a starter. But here's the deal. If you're at week one, Ben's banged up, and T.J. Watt's not playing, like, that, like that's not necessarily a good sign like right now. If both of those guys feel great, in December, and they're still in the hunt, well, I like them a lot. So I just think that we have to realize that we're talking about four months from now when the stuff really matters. It, it feels so much more daunting. Like when I think 16, 17 games, it feels short. You say four months, it feels, you're right, like a marathon. Tim, appreciate your time, my friend. As always, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for the great insight. Sounds good. See you, man. Tim Hasselbeck joining us on Greeny, Jason Fitz in for Mike. And you guys have stacked the lines to give your case on why your team is going to take a massive leap forward. Uh, we'll get to your calls in just a second. But first, I got to remind you how great it is when you get to choose your favorite movie to watch. Well, ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply lets you pick your favorite favorites from the best candidates. ZipRecruiter sends you qualified candidates. You can easily invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb, SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mindola Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, quote, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y, to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. So, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch, save with Progressive, save over $700 on average. Samuel in Florida, give me your take, all right? This, this is your chance to wax, like, all positive about your team. What's your team, and how are they going to take a leap where you are excited on Monday? Yeah, man, thanks for taking the call. Uh, Tennessee Titans is my team. Uh, ever since they came to Nashville, I'm down in Pensacola, Florida now, but been a, been a huge fan. 
I'm just excited. Julio, Henry, AJB, Tanny, they're all coming together. Um, obviously, when the season starts, that first week, that was a big disappointment. Wanted to throw it in the trash can, but, you know, as they say, week one is a liar. And uh, last week, it started to come around, and then people are wondering, is that an anomaly? Did the Seahawks just kind of change their game plan? What happened? But I think it's all starting to come together, and we've got the Colts at home. I think the crowd is going to be into it, and uh, I think it's going to be a big win. And, you know, Tanny, big numbers, Julio, AJB, uh, back from having a, a bad week. So I, I think that, and especially with Wentz being questionable, I think we'll have a, a big win, 17-point win. Oh, 17. Oh, Samuel, thanks for the call, man. I'm taking that all day long. I love that that energy. I'm not taking that pick, but I'm taking that, that energy all day long. That is a huge game, early in the season or not. I mean, Tim Hasselbeck just said it's a marathon, but my God, you're talking about Colts-Titans, the only two teams in that division that are worth a you-know-what, getting that game out early in, in Tennessee. That's going to be a big one. Let's go to Josh in South Carolina. Josh, all right, give me your praise, give me your heap, give me your joy. Like, why is your team going to have a great weekend so i'm a big carolina panthers fan and thanks for having me on but um i think we're going to crush the texans on uh thursday night but the big thing for the team is i think the rams are going to beat tampa bay and we'll come out of the weekend on top of the division Oh, that's a double whammy pick. I'm taking that all day. Thank you, man. I love that. I love that energy for a double whammy pick. And by the way, it's rare that I'm right about much. So, And it's only been two weeks. So, my God, I might not be right about this either. I'm used to it. Uh, I, I called Sam Darnold as the comeback player of the year and said he was going to have an epic year. And so far, uh, you know, when you got Christian McCaffrey around you, and I still believe, by the way, in Matt Rule and his ability to create something there. So uh, I'm I'm big on that one. Uh, let's get Khalif in. Khalif, I, I, I see the team you're calling about, so you know you're going to get through. You're in Jersey. Uh, what do you got? Why is your team going to have a great weekend? Yeah, because, you know, our defense is actually playing good. You know our Raiders, they're actually playing good. And I'm tired of everybody talking bad about Derek Carr and don't give him his respect. He never had a bad season. It's always He never had a defense since we drafted him. And it, I just don't understand it. It's like they really just hate the Raiders that bad. Yeah, I think people have just bought into the noise. You know, uh, thanks for the call, man. You know, one of the things that's funny is we sat there earlier in the show and talked about Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, everybody talking about me doesn't know me. A lot of people that don't know John Gruden decided John Gruden was completely out on Derek Carr. And he might be. I don't know. But I know that Carr's never, or Gruden's never said that publicly. And uh, from from the limited people I've talked to, he hasn't really said that privately either. So a lot of presumption going on there because that's part of sports talk. Notice that nobody else is complaining about it, Aaron. Uh, but anyway, I'm with you. I mean, Raiders have a big chance starting three and zero if they if they're able to beat Miami. That is a that is a big one. Joe in Nebraska. Joe, what you got, man? What's your team and uh, why are they gonna have a great weekend? Jason, uh, I'm a Cowboys fan, uh, and I think even though they're not playing this weekend, they're playing on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. It's the first home game. It's Dak's first uh, home game since his injury last year. And so I think with their uh, with their game last week against the Chargers, he didn't necessarily have to win the game, had no touchdowns and an interception, but still won the game, whereas the week prior against Tampa Bay, threw for 403 and lost, albeit in a close game, I think playing against the Eagles, a division rival in, a, in their first home game on national TV in prime time. I think it'll be a, a, a great uh, kind of jump start, especially after last week's uh, walk-off winner with Greg Zerline. So just a, just a couple of thoughts there. Look, I love the call, and 
I love this Cowboys offense. I mean, I think, and we're all watching Micah Parsons just absolutely crush it. It, it. This is fun. This is a fun Cowboys team to watch. I, I, I know there's a lot of haters for the Cowboys. I'm not one of them. I, I think the Cowboys have a chance to be a pretty good team. But they're not necessarily the only team in the East people are hyped about. Eric in North Carolina. Eric, what, what's your team and why are you hyped for this weekend? Good morning, sir. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a diehard Giants fan. Um, I saw some really really good things in that Thursday loss to Washington. Um, got away from us, but I think having an extra couple of days, I think the offense is going to click. And the remedy to any kind of uh, developing offense is the Falcons' porous defense. Giants by two touchdowns. No, Nuno, you're shaking your head. You, you don't. Are, are, you're nervous about this level of confidence. Well, yeah, because even if they do beat the Falcons, which they should, because the Falcons are bad, you have the Saints, the Cowboys, the Rams. After that, okay, so see, but, that's gone. But Nuno, you're losing the whole fun here. Like the whole fun is who's going to be feeling great on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Like you've got till Wednesday or Thursday of next week to realize that this is only a limited reality. Like you got to enjoy some of the wins, right? No, okay. it's it's yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Oh, man, that, it's so fun. Like, the early portion of the NFL season is this to me because, man, everybody's so psyched about their teams. Let's get one more in real quick. Jason in Connecticut, uh, what's your team and why are you psyched for the weekend? Thank you very much, sir, for having me on. I am a diehard Chiefs fan dating back to Barry Ward and Christian Okoye in the 90s. Mm. Uh, we learned a lot from that loss on uh, Sunday night. And mind you, we lost that game more than the Ravens won that game. Um, fumbling the ball in the 35, we would have scored a, a field goal and won that game. Uh, I don't know if I want to be a Chargers fan right now going into Arrowhead uh, this weekend. So we are going to be a big-time favorite, and we will not be one and two exiting Sunday night. Oh, I like that. I like the fire on it. By the way, I appreciate you, even though you use Christian Okoye's name. Like, I still have nightmares from that uh, over the course of it. By the way, if you're looking at the Chiefs, you're always thinking about DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code GREENY to get a free shot at millions of bucks and prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. That game this weekend, I think, is a big one for the Chiefs because they're taking on a Chargers team that's getting a lot of love, but we still have some questions about it. I'm interested to see how all that plays out for the West. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. I promise you this. We're going to keep taking your calls throughout the course of the show. Obviously, we want you guys to tell me. Well, it's a simple question. Why are you going to be hyped after this weekend? It doesn't just have to be football. It can also be baseball. It can be college football. Whatever your team is, why are they going to live up to every one of your expectations and put you in the best mood ever by this time next week? We'll take more of your calls. Plus, Somebody at this, a star at this network, made a statement this morning that had me yelling at my television at the top of my voice. You'll hear it, and I'll tell you why he's wrong. We'll do all of that coming up. Greeny, the podcast. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speakers. Jason Fitz filling in for Mike Greenberg. Don't forget, Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only 299 bucks. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, shameless plug. I work a lot in college football, so if you watch anything on ESPN digital platforms, that would be YouTube, Twitter, 
Facebook, the ESPN app, any of those places. I'm all over the place for college football shows on Friday. A couple of them Saturday night. Uh, we'll be adding rankings, reactions back with Mike Golick Jr. and myself on Tuesdays. Heisman Show Thursday. I got you covered all week in college football. So, uh, for me, it's important to note two things. One, I don't have a favorite college football team. I don't care who wins or loses. I went to music school, right? So, uh, who wins and loses a college football game does not matter to me. Uh, number two... My favorite sport to cover is college football because the pageantry and because, frankly, I don't care who wins or loses. So since I don't care, I don't get as worked up. Like, I love talking about the NFL, but let's be real. Y'all know I get really worked up about the Raiders. So uh, that's not an issue when it comes to uh, when it comes to college football. So I consider myself to be as about indifferent as possible to who wins, loses or what the result is. I just like straight chaos. Now, that being said, I couldn't help but yell at my TV this morning when I was watching Get Up. And I saw Paul Feinbaum. I love Paul Feinbaum. All right. Paul Feinbaum is a delight and a great guy. Good hang. But Paul Feinbaum sometimes has hot takes that are too, too hot. This is from this morning when he talked about Bama and what he learned from Alabama beating Florida 31-29 in the swamp last weekend. Alabama is very vulnerable on defense. And we didn't see it early on because they were playing inferior opposition like Miami, who we thought was really good. Uh, they got gashed. They got they got beaten on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And what's even more amazing, they got outcoached. And how many times have you heard anyone make that statement? But Dan Mullen really uh, made a fool out of the Alabama defensive coordinator, Pete Golding. Now, the, the question is, what can Alabama do about that? Can they correct these mistakes? I think they can, but they have some difficult games coming up. I mean, Paul, I don't know who tinkled in your Cheerios this morning, but you obviously had something going on. Like, you had a chip on your shoulder when you came in to say that about Bama. I mean, let's be clear here. Florida was absolutely getting destroyed. They were getting waxed in the first half to the point that everybody went to Twitter and decided through the process of Twitter that uh, Alabama was going to win the national championship. In the second half, things came back to earth. Florida got some things done, and Alabama survived in the swamp. So you're telling me that Alabama, again, a team I don't root for, and frankly, as a lover of chaos, I would love to see Alabama lose. I picked them to lose two games this year. I feel stupid about that now. All right. You're telling me that Alabama survives in the swamp. They beat a rival in their stadium in one of the most crazy environments you can ever see with a rookie quarterback, a freshman quarterback that's playing his first ever true road game. And you're going to say that that shows vulnerability. Oh, man. How do we pick and choose when we decide teams are vulnerable versus teams that have moxie and the ability to survive? I mean, when I look at Alabama, and I know it's easy to turn around and say, oh, we got to find a way to get Alabama out of here. I get it. I mean, I, I get the the anti-Alabama, we want something different, much like I understand the anti-Patriots, we want something different, much like I understand the anti-Brady, we want something different, versus the anti-LeBron, we want something different. I get it. But my God, you're talking about a road game against a conference rival, a conference team that is very good, a team that went into the game ranked number 11. So you went into the swamp against the 11th ranked team in the country. You got out to a huge lead. The second half got away from you. You survived and you won in the swamp while the ground was shaking. And that shows that you're a shaky team. I'm sorry. Did we not watch the rest of college football over the course of the weekend? Did you not see that Georgia is incapable of playing consistent offense? Did you not see that you and I, Paul, could run on Ohio State? Did you not see that every team is struggling this year? And you're going to take a near loss, a win on the road 
as a reason of vulnerability? Vulnerability against who? Who's realistically going to truck Alabama this year? Now, I get it. Any given Saturday, that's been the joy of this season. You can have some joy, by the way. Download the Overheard Podcast for curiously delightful conversations overheard around National Geographic's headquarters, presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your next adventure. I get that we love the joy that comes with watching chaos. It's part of why I've watched uh, Clemson and smiled a little bit. I'm not anti-Clemson. I just like seeing different things in college football. I don't want to host a rankings reaction show where every single week we know who the top four teams are going to be. I want absolute chaos everywhere we look. But Paul, Paul, come on, man. To say that Alabama got embarrassed and that Alabama showed vulnerability in a win is only a statement to the greatness of Alabama this year. If the closest we can come to faulting that team is saying you almost lost on the road, your first road game for your young quarterback in your conference in one of the toughest environments to win in. You almost lost there? Man, I don't know, Paul. I thought when you uh, when you said Baby Reese was uh, out of her mind uh, on SEC Nation, I thought that, that was your hottest take of the year. You, my friend, have outdone yourself, sir. There's no way right now I can take that loss and make Alabama vulnerable. We need to see them play against Texas A&M, and then we'll get an idea. Coming up, why one head coach is still hopeful he can sway his star to stay. You'll hear it next. Greeny, I'm Jason Fitz, sitting in for Mike. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.